702. The Africa Report with Crystal Odison. Let's catch up now with Crystal Audison and our Africa Report. A very good morning to you, Crystal. Uh, let's start uh, with uh, Sudan. Uh, uh, political violence there. We've seen uh, protests. Uh, and, and that country has been rocked uh, by this kind of thing for quite some time. And now there's a, a worrying death toll as far as the activists that are being targeted and that crackdown. What's at stake for the country? Good morning, Bongani, and it's very unfortunate that we start the new year um, with the concerning, um, disconcerning situation in Sudan. Uh, the death toll is rising, firstly, more than 70 people um, killed, and one can actually trace this conflict back, of course, to Omar al-Bashir. Um, he was removed from power in April 2019. Um, there was an uprising for weeks, um, and unbelievably, even for the military, um, the civilian, um, you know, civil society groups were able to unseat um, Omar al-Bashir. And then, of course, there was hope, there was euphoria that finally Sudan will have um, some sort of democratic rule. And in fact, you know, it it was on the path of it um, in terms of opening democratic space. Um, They had um, Abdullah Hamdok, who was a a UN you know, bureaucrat who was appointed to lead the civilian government in partnership with the um, military. This unfortunately lasted until October last year when there was a military coup. And since then, Bongani, things have just been getting quite worse. Um, of course, the military saying they want to restore power. Um, and ensure that the country is on a path of some sort of reform. The civil society groups are saying, well, we've actually had enough. And we see, I think, the protests that we're seeing um, and we've seen since last December um, is, in fact, the protest is trying to keep a momentum um, to really come out in their thousands to show the military that they want a pure and real civilian government. And I think this is, for me, at the heart of it, Bongani, that ultimately, you know, the civilians are saying, we've had a military rule for so long. We've seen what can happen and we simply want a democratic path. The military, um, and I think this is the challenge, is that um, the Omar al-Bashir elite networks it's very difficult to dismantle and they are not simply going to disappear overnight and I think this is the conflict between the civilians and the military um, and no side is giving up. So some good news that you know the US is sending a high uh, profile um, US on um, and they're also sending the Assistant Secretary of State for Africa this week. Um, they're going to meet with different role players. Then we also see that the UN have launched talks involving all the parties, which is um, the politicians, the military, and also the activists to help resolve the crisis. Um, and it seems that might be the path um, to some form of transitional government. But I honestly think, Bongani, rough days ahead um, because both sides, you know, have seen the worst, I mean, in terms of the killing, civilians being targeted, um, and of course the military not wanting to give up. But also what's at the heart of it, Pungani, was that um, the transitional government had been working so hard to negotiate with the World Bank, with other multilateral institutions to get Sudan um, firstly off the international terror list, which meant that they could never access any international funding. That finally happened, but now everything is at a pause. And we're looking at $50 billion in aid, Bongani, that's simply being paused due to the political upheaval. I'm fascinated by how you're unpacking it, Crystal, the idea of this strong man who has established 
established his networks and people loyal to him, making it difficult uh, for his successors uh, to really stabilize a country. I wonder if any South African listening to us can relate to that idea. Scratch my head, scratch my head, scratch my head. All right, let's move on to the next story, Crystal. After what, uh, more than 200 days, we know, of course, Twitter has been unbanned in Nigeria. Um, it really is another country, isn't it? Yes, Bongani, and it's it's a country to you know that you can't ignore simply because of population size. Now this ban came into force um, in June, so can you imagine? Uh, close to seven months, Nigerians had to go via a VPN, um, and Nigerian activists. If we just think of hashtag Bring Back the Girls, you know they've been using Twitter to raise their activism. Um, but of course, after that tweet by Nigerian President uh, Mohamedou Buhari um, that that Twitter said had violated the terms, you know that just angered them. But what's the flip side of this is Bungani after a committee was set up to negotiate Twitter is now going to pay tax in Nigeria so I mean if you look at the population size um, and you know the Nigerians were able to negotiate with Twitter that they will now be paying um, tax um, in that country and so that I think is quite an interesting outcome of the seven month ban um, of course if we look at the research being done by the number crunches they're saying that you know um, the shutdown that had happened cost the country billions of, of dollars you know and really it was the, the kind of the country that's been worst hit by an internet kind of shutdown um, but I think of course for Mohamedou Buhari and his cabinet they're smiling all the way to the bank because they're saying well it took a lot it took you know um it was it wasn't easy it was a sacrifice but they say it was worth it because they're now extracting substantive revenue we don't know the numbers Bongani, because i don't think twitter wants governments to know because if nigeria is today tomorrow it might be south africa who knows um, the next day um, and so it's an interesting outcome Bongani, in terms of what the nigerians were able to extract from um Twitter in terms of going forward around this issue. What is clear, of course, is, as you said, uh, you can't ignore the numbers in terms of the population size of uh, Nigeria, and it's quite apparent neither will Twitter. We'll leave it there for this uh, Wednesday's Africa Report with Crystal Audison.